G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Joining us now from This Warrior's Life uh, is Will Evans. G'day, mate. How are you? Uh, good, Ricardo. Thanks for having me on. How are uh, you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. I, you won't be looking forward to the Panthers game this weekend, I'm taking. Uh, no, it could be a bit of a bloodbath, mate. Um, I see we're a dollar oh one, or Panthers are a dollar oh one in Australia. Twenty nine and a half point start, uh, pretty much unprecedented for an NRL game. So yeah, that gives you a bit of an indication of where the Warriors are at and uh, what their chances are this weekend. I couldn't, I can't get over the uh, the the points. Uh, total points is fifty and a half, right? Um, and it's it's paying a dollar eighty five overs. I mean, I, I think there's easily going to be over fifty points in this game. Uh, yeah, the Panthers might get that on their own. I, I don't know Nathan Cleary's still out, but Jerome Luai is back and James Fisher-Harris is back. Uh, you saw what the Panthers did last week. Uh, they're just relentless. Um, the minor premiership sealed, but I don't see them taking the foot off the throat. And obviously we've seen the Warriors give up plenty of points to good teams in recent weeks. Yeah, I did hear uh, someone, one of the Panthers' backroom staff uh, talking about how... It might have even been Andrew Webster talking about the... Um, uh, Nathan Cleary being suspended. He said, if anything, it's actually made us tougher. He said, because the guys that, that have been in the starting 13s have been running against him um, in training. So he's been playing with the non-playing team in training. And he said, the way that he works them and makes them work on D and makes them think, he said, they've actually got sharper because of that. It's almost uh, played into their favour a little bit. Yeah, it was my first thought, given they were always going to finish first, that, you know, Cleary having that break, firstly to freshen himself up and Luai as well. Um, but, you know, to give some of those other guys um, the confidence after taking the lead, obviously Dylan Edwards has gone to another level. We saw Api Corusel last week have a blinder and, and Liam Martin was the match winner. So, uh, yeah, it only gets better for the Panthers and um, they've managed to turn what was, a you know, a bit of a... A uh, bit of a flashpoint incident into a positive. Yeah, indeed they have. Indeed they have. But uh, listen, we should we should probably uh, leave the Warriors and the Panthers because I think that's a that's a lay down, and I don't want to put you through any more pain than is necessary, mate. But uh, <laughs> well, we uh, I, I think the uh, the game that I'm most interested in this weekend, and it's not just because I'm an Eels fan, but I think it feels like there's a lot on the line for Kevin Walters and the Broncos. Uh, I mean, last weekend we saw a lot of teams concede a lot of points, but every one of those teams was on the beach, right? Except the Broncos. The fact that they conceded 60 when they're still in a shout for the playoffs, um, I think has got to be concerning for Kevin Walters. Yeah, you're exactly right. All the other teams that conceded a a lot of points had nothing to play for. The Broncos still very much uh, in the fight to to keep their top eight position. They're certainly not over the line yet with the Raiders uh, looming. They've slipped to eight, conceding 60, obviously not ideal. Um, you know, they just seem to be running out of steam a bit, lost three of their last four. Patrick Carrigan's suspension has been pretty crucial, I think. Uh, this week, they're going to lose Salwan Cobo. He's asked for a rest. Uh, concerning, they really need really need guys like Adam Reynolds and Payne Haas to step up. Um, obviously, Eel's not the most consistent team going around, but certainly a lot of firepower. And, uh, yeah, if they don't tighten up their defence, the Eels could rack up a few points on them. Yeah, well, the thing is, for the Eels, I think they finish with they finish with a storm next week, I think. 
uh, is the way. Is, so, I mean, I think after their win against the Dogs, they're probably not in too much danger. But if they want to really uh, cement themselves, they need to win this weekend. Um, and if you're the Broncos, you're looking over the shoulder, over your shoulder, because the Raiders have got Manly this weekend, who since Rainbow Gate can't win, and then they finish, I think, with the Tigers. So you know that the Raiders are probably going to win out. That's four points. Um, and you know the Broncos, uh, I think they they need as many points as they can get to try and stave the Raiders off. It's a fascinating table with two rounds to go, fifth to eighth. None of them are safe. Even the Eels, if the Eels lose this weekend, the Broncos join them on 30 points, and if the Roosters or Rabbitohs can win, they'll also edge up to 30 points. Uh, As you said, the Raiders likely to win their last two games. Their for and against isn't great. Um, The Broncos are in a little bit of trouble there, for and against-wise, if if that does come into it. Uh, But yeah, as you said, if, if... if the Eels lose this weekend, then they're right in, in that uh, firing line for the Raiders if, if they can't get over the Storm, which obviously is a huge ask in the first round, particularly when the Storm will be playing for position two. Well, that's the thing, you know. I mean, the Storm have been inconsistent this season, right? We've seen we've seen that from the Storm. They've probably been the most in, inconsistent I can remember them um, being, but they've still got Craig Bellamy at the helm, and he'll be pushing them all the way. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, where that goes. I mean, in terms of the head-to-heads, between um, Brisbane and the Eels. Um, I mean, it does look pretty even on paper, but it's just about attitude, right? I mean, where do you think uh, this game's going to be won and lost? Uh, I think it really comes down to that um, Reynolds-Moses matchup. If Reynolds can get the better of that, that's obviously a huge boost. um, And Payne Haas leading a pack. You know, they haven't been great in that department in recent weeks. The Broncos, if if Haas really fires up um, and takes it to the Eels, engine room, then, then we've got a match on our hands. Otherwise, you know, see the Eels running away with that one. Um, but yeah, it's it's huge for, for both sides. Yeah, that, that Eels pack probably does look, uh, you know, you go Campbell, Gillard, Marnie, Paulo in the front row, then Sean Lane, Isaiah Papali and Ryan Madison. That is a pretty damn good looking pack. Yeah, Broncos are looking just a bit light without Patrick Carrigan, who's obviously been having a massive season. So yeah, that's on paper definitely a big advantage. It was only uh, five weeks ago that the Broncos beat Parramatta 36-14 down in Sydney, so you know maybe they can take a bit of uh, confidence out of that one. But at the moment, I'd say definitely the edge to the Blue and Golds. Yeah, all right, mate. Uh, let's have a look at the Storm and Roosters because uh, these two teams have both been on on, on good winning winning runs. I mean, this, the the Roosters at the moment are playing like a top four team. Um, they're not. They're not there, and I don't know that they're going to make the top four. But uh, they have, they've been playing some great footy, and they're looking like the Roosters we expected to see at the beginning of the season. Yeah, you did right. Uh, Roosters have been. I think they're six in a row for them now. Seventy-two uh, six against the Tigers last week. They've also beaten some some better teams in recent weeks um, with high quality efforts and. Yeah, this, but this is a huge test for them. This would be the biggest win for them this season if they can get it. Um, if they lose it, they're obviously in, in that mix again to um, to be overtaken by the Raiders, and they've got South next week, which is certainly no gimme. So, yeah, absolutely massive for both teams, uh, this one. Storm still chasing second, potentially, um, and they've won four in a row. Um, you know, obviously, a great rivalry. Storm on a bit of a run against the Roosters, won the last five between the teams. Um, I think it was yeah, round 14, 26 18 at the SCG. They won. Uh, the Storm, they've started to turn a corner. Uh, obviously, such a bad year with them injury wise, particularly in the back five um, and a few suspensions and, and other um, absences here and there. 
just starting to find their groove again. Munster's on fire. Jerome Hughes was great last week. And, and Harry Grant, Brandon Smith. They've still got so many stars, even with all the injuries. Um, and, yeah, that Nofaluma um, line by has been pretty handy as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for this one. This should be, you know, some matches of the season contender, given how well both teams are playing. Yeah, and I also think, you know, Matt Lodge, uh, the tri-scoring sensation that is, um, has just added that much to the to the um, the go forward for the Roosters. I mean, it's particularly when you can start him and uh, Warrior Hargreaves, and then, you know, you've got coming off the bench, uh, Toki Ahau's back, Lindsay Collins is back. I mean, that's some, some serious go forward, some serious firepower. It doesn't get much better than that across the NRL, does it? I mean, Lodge is he's not the most popular dude around with Warriors fans, but he's a quality player, uh, big, aggressive, you know, gets those quick play of the balls. He's got a bit of ball playing about him. Um, great pickup for the Roosters from a football perspective. Um, obviously, he sort of came on board. They had a few injuries in that department, and that sort of helped there. But now that they're at full strength, as you said, Tuck Aho's back and Lindsay Collins. It's an incredible uh, prop rotation they've got to work with. Yeah, I just hope Lindsay Collins can get through the match without getting another head knock, because that last one that he took against yeah. the Seagulls looked pretty nasty. Yeah, that's a little bit scary for for him from a personal point of view, and for the Roosters uh, Premiership hopes, um, yeah, quality quality player, and hopefully he gets uh, a few games under his belt. Uh, one thing we've seen Bellamy do, uh, and because he he'll you know mentioned great coach, um, it's not news to anybody, but something that he's done uh, the last couple of games to take advantage of weakness in the opposition is actually to run Big Nelson um, on the edges, like play him as a second rower um, effectively. Uh, do you see him trying to repeat that against the Roosters, or does the do the Roosters look too you know too good on the edges to to bother trying that and just keep him up in the middle and match firepower with firepower? Uh, I think yeah, Sam Walker might be in the firing line this week. Yeah, obviously not the the strongest defender, a fairly slight frame. Um, Luke Carey's a, a brave defender, not the biggest guy either. So. Whichever edge uh, Nelson pops up on, I'm sure those guys will get plenty of traffic. But yeah, again, the, the Brewsters have, uh, have have got some good defenders that'll sort of help them out in that sort of bodyguard role. And I don't think it'll be as effective, but certainly worth uh, trying for Bellamy again. I tell you, a team that nobody's talking about really, um, and you know, it's sort of like we've talked we've talked the Roosters and we've talked South and we've talked Penrith, etc. But nobody's talking about the Sharks, and they're just quietly sitting there in third place. Craig Fitzgibbon's done a great job his first year as head coach. Uh, they've got, you know, um, guys like Wade and Finucan and, uh, you know, obviously Nico Hines is doing great things there as well. I mean, they've got to be a premiership threat, don't they? Yeah, they're uh, having a great season, real chance of finishing top two. Um, they've got an easier draw than the Cowboys who they're tied with on 34 points. Um, Bulldogs this weekend. You, you can't fault what they've come up with this year. They had that bit of flat, bit of a flat patch in the middle of the season, but um, I think what have they won? Uh, something like their yeah, nine of their last ten now. Really flying, heading into the finals. Nico Hines, I think he's got to be favourite for Dally M. Um, he's sort of dragged Matt Morland along with him. Morland's having a bit of a, a career renaissance, um, playing alongside him, and yeah, they're just all jo- doing their job. Um, I, the one thing I sort of do have a bit of a concern about is, um, you know, a lot of guys that probably haven't played a lot of uh, finals football, you know, there's, there's very few remnants of that 2016 premiership side there now. Um, you know, I don't, don't think there'd be too many grand guys with grand final experience outside of the likes of Finucane and uh, Andrew Fafito sort of on his way out. Wade Graham, um, yeah. But, yeah, Wade Graham. 
fourth. He's, he's um, he was a key part of 2016. But yeah, I just think they might uh, struggle when it comes to those big games um, at, the, at the end of the season. You know, I back them to get to a prelim. Uh, if they can go further than that, they'll have to find something extra. But they have surprised us at every turn this year. Yeah, gone really well. And then you mentioned the Cowboys. They take on the Rabbits. It's the late game on Saturday night at 9.30. Um, Cowboys got tipped up last weekend. How do you think they'll go against a Rabbit side that also got tipped up against the Panthers? I mean, both have been travelling pretty well. Yeah, Cowboys, I mean, again, the surprise packet of the year to be sitting second still. Um, after, after you know, I thought they'd be a bottom four team. Uh, Todd Payton's turned them around. He's you know, created a bunch of origin players out of guys that your average fan probably didn't know a hell of a lot about. Chad Townsend's been outstanding. You know, Tom Dearden is out this week. It's a big blow. Drinkwater's come good. It's it's just amazing um, how how they've gone this year. Um, they put the cleaners through the Warriors last Friday. Uh, but this is a big test for them. South have been travelling really well. Probably bottled it a little bit against Penrith South. Um and yeah, huge, huge game for them. They're in seventh again. Another, I feel like I'm saying this over and over, but if they lose this weekend, they're in, in the Raiders' sights and they've got the Roosters next week. So, absolutely massive for them. Um, Cowboys, obviously not as crucial. Their, their final spot is sealed, but they want to hang on to second spot. So, um, yeah, big game for both teams. Down in Sydney, um, absolute blockbuster. Blockbuster, mate. Yeah, looking forward to this one, that one, mate. And then uh, uh, finally on Sunday, we've got a couple of games which are probably a bit hard to call because you've got two teams who don't really have, or you've got four teams who don't have anything to play for. Um, the Tigers take on the Dragons, who have been pretty disappointing most of the season. And then the Titans take on the Knights. Um, now, I know the Dragons beat the Titans last weekend, but the Titans were right in that till uh, till the end. The Knights all of a sudden turned up against the Raiders for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, when you've got two teams who are both on the beach, uh, wh- what do you reckon the key is? Where do you look if you're trying to pick a winner? Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's, um, you know, four teams have, have nothing to play for, as you said. Uh, Dragons pr- probably overall have had the best season of the four um, and have been going okay. They had that big one over the Titans last week and they you know, kind of took the fight to the Sharks and uh, the Raiders in the previous two weeks. So they're not going that bad. Tigers coming off a 72-6 loss. They've um, obviously lost James Tummer this week and uh, a handful of other key players. So yeah, they're in all sorts and in last place. But I guess the um, the X factor is Tigers and Titans both trying to stave off the spoon. They're locked on 10 points. Um, if one of them can jag a win this weekend, that obviously gives them a massive chance of offloading it. Um, but yeah, I don't see so many good things happen for the Tigers this weekend with all those guys out. They've just looked rudderless uh, since Jackson Hastings um, departed with injury. Um, the Titans and Knights, a real interesting one. The Titans have actually looked all right this, these last few weeks in the Knights. So they probably could have won that one against uh, Canberra with some better goal kicking in that first half. Five tries to one before being run down. So. Yeah, not the obviously not quite the uh, blockbuster appeal that the rest of the round has, but um, certainly a bit of interest around those two Sunday games. Yeah, indeed, mate, indeed. All right, good stuff. Uh, now, well, the Warriors next season, of course, we do have some some players coming in there, Corey. Um, you know, uh, amongst them, I mean, we've heard Stacey talk about it. Um, we've we've heard others talk about it this season about a lack of attitude, a lack of will to to get out there and work. Uh, how, 
how do you change that? How do you turn that around? And, and will these players come and change that given we're going to have a lot of the same cattle? Yeah, it's, you know, it's very much up in the air, isn't it? Um, I, I really like what I've heard from Andrew Webster, and he's come from a great system. Um, he's got a great resume. I think um, he's about as good as we could have hoped to have, have uh, got as a replacement coach. I really think that the um, the move back to Auckland is, is going to be the sea change that they need to at least improve, maybe not make the eight just yet. Um, and, yeah, roster-wise, I think we're probably relying on too many guys to sort of have career-best seasons. I, I do like the players that they've signed. You know, Mitch Barnett could be a good buy. Tomato Martin, um, Chance, if he stays injury-free. Uh, but we're probably relying on them to sort of be at the top end of, of their game. Um, you mentioned Nuakore. I'm a really big fan of that signing. But, you know, whether all that's enough... Um, to turn them into a final side straight away, I'm not sure. But, should should know, strengthen the, the edges at least, though, Barnett and Nuyakura should strengthen the edges a little bit. Yeah, it's um, it's just it's just not so obvious where any of them are going to play. I mean, you know, Barnett could end up getting moved up to prop. We've got, you know, we don't know what our spine's going to look like, or at least our sort of five eight and fullback spots look like. We've got Metcalf uh, coming in too, and Boltman's obviously not hasn't come here to play reserve grade. 